thank you so much for tuning in to Motivation and Meltdowns with Terrific Life. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share away. Now, on with the show. Okay, we're back with Motivation and Meltdowns. Today, I'm doing an interview with one of my good friends, Barbara Murphy, who is a special needs mama who has inspired me through my journey as a special needs mom. And she also has inspired so many other moms with even if she doesn't realize it or not. But she is not only a special needs mama, but she's also a working mom. And I'm super excited to see her perspective and how she's handling remote learning and the things she is going through. Hi, Barb. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks Bye. for being here. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay, so first, we're just going to kind of start off. I know I said your name and stuff, but I'd love to, for you to like introduce yourself to the audience so they get to know you a little bit about you or your family, your child or anything. Well, um, my name's Barbara. I have a son who's 15 years old. He has uh, a rare birth defect called congenital diaphragmatic hernia. Um, he has epilepsy and autism and an intellectual disability. Um, I stayed home with him for 15 years no, for 10 years. And then I uh, started my own Froyo shop. And then I went back to school for my master's. And now I'm a social worker. <laughs> and you went back to school for that, right? I did. I, I did the uh, fast track two-year master's program. and I went full-time with the support of my husband, thank God. And I got my master's in 2020. 2020. And now you're, you're working remotely now from the home? I am. I'm working remotely as a transition case manager for folks that are in nursing homes and need to transition into the community in, in the least restrictive environment and, um, you know, just creating more independence for them. That's awesome. And that's within the special needs community or just at risk or... There are clients who have disabilities, but most um, most of the clients are dealing with mental illness. So we're going to dive right into remote learning, okay? So we're all kind of going through it. So what are your difficulties, your concerns, your struggles, your child or you yourself are going through in this time? Well, um, John has uh, some behavioral issues. So, you know, I struggle with um, just kind of managing that. And I think um, also finding caregivers um, in the house to help take care of them so I can work and just have my own space as well sometimes. But I tend to go through caregivers fairly quickly because they think when you meet John, he's such a sweet boy and he's kind. But then when his behavioral issues come out, um, they, they end up quitting. So it's difficult to find somebody to uh, stay. I did find somebody recently who has worked with people with disabilities in the past, mostly autism, which is um, probably why he's stuck around. He's been really great. Okay. So is um, Johnny able to um, do the remote learning? Do you find that it's like that they have to sit with him all the time or how would you? Yeah. Johnny needs like that constant one-on-one -on -one. and, you know, especially in the beginning when he has a transition, transitions are tough. It's like, wait, where's the bus? I'm supposed to be getting on a bus to go to school. So now he's in, in, in our kitchen in front of a, a laptop and he's like, this isn't how it's supposed to work. And it's kind of freaking him out. Like most people, we all want to know what's going to happen next. So when Johnny's, you know, expecting the bus and he has to sit at a computer, he's, he's thrown off. So the routine part of it has been difficult. I don't think CPS had much of an interim plan on how to uh, teach any child, <laughs> especially <laughs> students with disabilities. Yeah. So the, there's, there's not really an interim plan. So we're stuck with this Google Classroom, which um, doesn't allow students to unmute them or doesn't, it allows students to be muted by the teacher, but the teacher cannot unmute them. So Johnny spent the first month of 
remote learning being muted and not, and he would be talking back and forth and saying things, but nobody can hear him. So just recently we're in October and I think last week he just learned how to unmute himself. So now he's unmuting himself and getting involved in the conversation. See, and I had it where CJ would always, he mutes the whole class. (laughs) 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 I'm like, are you, are you? shutting everybody up and he's like yeah it's fine they're just talking right now I don't want to hear it and I'm like (laughs) this is why I love our kids because they're so honest like they do what we want to do and they say what we want to say like I need some space you know be quiet (laughs) yeah I'm done I'm done now go away and I'm like oh okay good talk good talk No, but there is definitely struggles with that with the muting and that just that technology piece to it and you're absolutely right because I definitely don't think they ever thought that they have to teach Google Classroom, like any type of online learning kind of thing. So now all they could do is kind of build off of it. But it's kind of like our kids are the guinea pigs. Exactly. And CPS had all summer to try and figure it out. But they um, chose to just stick with what they had instead of finding other platforms that they might have had to pay for that would make, you know, a classroom easier to manage and or I don't know if it'd be easier, but it would be different. And, you know, in addition, we have these, you know, our kids are, you know, my son goes to school with a nurse. He has a one-in-one aide. He has speech therapy, occupational therapy. He has a social worker and he has a teacher and he has a school psychologist. And then now he has me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm none of those things. <laughs> well, you, well, you can have that social work, right? <laughs> I am a social worker, but it's so different with your own kids. Oh like, no, forget it. So yeah, no, I could, I could tame 8,000 kids at once, but taming my own, I'm like, oh man, I'm like with a bottle of wine under their desk crying. I'm like, they just won't yeah. listen. They just won't listen. Exactly. I've had many, many days where I just want to cry and hide in the bathroom while he's knocking on the door trying to get in. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. CJ will just interrupt me where he'll like walk in and I'm on a call and he'll say like, so are we having chicken nuggets for lunch? And I'm like, shh. And he's like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. You're on the phone. You know, don't be an asshole. And I'm like, he's like, don't be an asshole. Are we having chicken nuggets? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But they have no boundaries. You know, they have no boundaries. They don't have any of that. So that's um, definitely, like I said, I'm, we're kind of it, you know, we have a, I have my mother-in-law, but I'm like you, you know, when it comes to everything else and the organization and trying to get it, it's like all of a sudden I'm supposed to be a working mom in a field that I've been in for 22 years. And now I'm also supposed to be doing other people's jobs. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, it's frustrating. And not that I, I would ever say I do as good of a job as anybody, but to expect that off one person like yourself, you know, that's a lot to take in just for one person. And speaking of boundaries too, I work from home. So I have my, my office doors are always shut when I'm trying to give Johnny the illusion that he cannot come in. He's actually standing right there right now. I can and, hear him. You know, <laughs> and, and I, and I, he knows the doors are shut and he knows like, he's just starting to get mom's busy. I'm not going to come in and it works sometimes, but then other days there are days where he's like, you know, not himself and he does that chanting. And now he's chanting the word asshole. Oh, yeah, that's CG's favorite. So I would be, um, I was on a call one day. I called a client and I was just talking about, you know, whatever. And he's in the background screaming, asshole, 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 asshole. And I was so scared. I knew the client could hear it because I heard the pause and, you know, you kind of hear. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm at the grocery store and somebody's like fighting. So I had to play like I wasn't even at home. Like I'm not going about to tell him about my kid behind me screaming asshole. Yep. Yep. No, don't be an asshole. That's what I'm told all the time. I'm like, I'm just washing a dish. 
I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like I, don't, I don't think I'm an asshole. I mean, I feel like it's a little harsh. Like there should be like a level, you know, but yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. And we're doing like the, he always acts from the small problems of like not chanting, but um, we have it where if there's a small problem, he always acts as if it's a big problem. His reaction is, as if it was a big problem solution. So now we have like this whole like um, social working thing where we have it pinned up on the board where it's like, is this a small problem? Can you calm it down a little bit? So it's just like a whole conversation that is just constantly working and it works some days. And like you said, some days they're just not themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day is different. And you yeah. know, I know it's like you're talking about too with the visuals. Those are things that I didn't really have, I wasn't really prepared for when school started because, you know, those were visuals that he would have at school. Like, here's your classroom. This is what comes next. And then he had his little, you know, reward charts or star charts at school. So here, I was also thrown into that here in September. And I'm like, wait, I, I have to like create all these new visuals, pull the laminator out, start, you know, Googling and, you know, finding images that I need and just creating a schedule for John so that, you know, after the first week, he He's like, okay, now I know what happens next and it's a little bit easier. You and that them. laminator. I know you love that oh, laminator. When it my came laminator out, just broke. So I had oh, to buy no. one. Did you cry or did you get a better one? Did you upgrade? I was devastated, but I did get a better one. <laughs> and Good for you. Okay. I so got, I got a corner cutter. So it rounds the corners. Oh my. Oh, a cor- Whoa, girl, who are you? Fancy. <laughs> you so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, the the things that we look forward to as special needs mom. I'm like, I got my laminator. Yeah. <laughs> another another <laughs> social working science going on the board, you know. Oh. Okay, so I, I do have to keep moving it along. So I'm going to ask you a f- uh, another question. What do you feel could improve remote learning? Oh, well, if we had uh, para- paraprofessional support, like they are in the classroom, um, but they're literally just there. They're a little box on the screen. They can't do what a para needs to do. So, you know, I had to hire someone, like I said. So there's someone here who does that with him. And thank God he has the experience. But it took, you know, three people quitting before I got him to stay there. So I think that kind of support would have been nice. I know with a pandemic, it, they made it sound like it's impossible. But at this point, they're asking us to go back to school. We just got that notification. So, you know, the cluster programs are allowing them to go back to school. So now I'm like, okay, well, if they can go back to school and I choose not to, I should be able to get that homebound services I need to for a better education, for a free and appropriate education, right? That's a law, fake. So, you know, that's a question that I pose to the principal um, and he's going to get back to me. And I don't know if it'll happen because we are going backwards with this COVID. But, you know, I think also what would have helped is a better platform for education. I don't think Google Classroom is one of the best, um, you know, for us personally, because of the mute issue, like things like Zoom, which you have to pay for, you know, if you want more than 40 minutes, Zoom is a really good platform because the, the moderator, the facilitator has more control over how people speak, muting and unmuting. They can do breakouts as well. And it's just an easier platform to use. That's my opinion. But I think there is something better than Google Slides or Google Meets. And also, they didn't provide the teachers with any sort of transition training. These teachers have been sitting in their houses, YouTubing, 
how to use Google Classroom, how to create avatars. They are spending hours and hours trying to figure this out on their own. CPS did nothing but say, here, this is what we're doing. Make it work. Yeah, and that's not fair. Where's the training? Where's that professional development? That should have been something that they were like, hey, we're pulling you in a couple weeks before school starts, you know, three, two hours a day to just give you this training on how to do these things and hire somebody to come in from Google. Like, you know, something, you know, anybody like we got tons of money, like, you know, Right now, you're not putting all that money to use. So explain to me why you couldn't have gotten somebody that has that experience and that expertise. I completely agree with you. But okay, so if the schools were to listen to you, so I, as I asked the last person, like, you're the most important person in this world right now. They're like, Barb, you're so smart. I know you know what to do. What would be your idea to going back to school? What My would you ideal? Do? No, idea. Like, what is your idea? Like, going back to school, what is your, what idea would you give them? Like, what would you want to see implemented going back to school? And, and, During a pandemic you're talking about, right? Yeah, like right now, going back into the schools, like what would you, like if they were like, we need your advice, Barb, what's your idea? At this point, I I don't even, I I don't think we should go back to school. But, you know, once the numbers start going down, I think that they have their answers on that already. People have spoken. We need better ventilation in the schools. You know, we need smaller class sizes, which we've been asking for for how long anyhow, right? These are, you know, we need, you know, groups and we need, you know, better support for the teachers. A lot of these things have already been out there and I don't have any like special answer. It's just what all the parents have already been saying. From years ago. Yeah. We we knew there was a problem with the large class sizes and the um, difficulty and the special needs, you know, in the diverse learning, all that stuff. But we were just kind of muted. Funny thing, they learned how to use the mute button long ago. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) All right. So what is a positive thing you can take away from remote learning? Mm. So something positive that has come out of remote learning is I have seen my son in the classroom. I've seen how he interacts with other students. I've seen how teachers interact with him. And I've seen the positive and negative of it. So what's been really nice is that I've been able to address teachers that I feel like there's one teacher that has been a bit aggressive and harsh with John and sarcastic, which autistic kids normally do not get sarcasm. And I think it's unfair to talk to somebody that way. So I was able to say, hey, you know, maybe you should try a different approach with John when you're talking to him. This is why you're getting this response from him. And it's actually been better. So it's been really nice. I actually heard him just last week doing an assessment with her and she she was speaking much nicer to him and she got through the entire assessment, which I was surprised. So, you know, it goes to show you that our kids know who are nice and who are not. And, you know, like, I think he wasn't responding well to her in the past because of the way she was treating him and he didn't like it. So instead of just saying, don't talk to me like that, he was his behavioral issues were coming out. Right. He had, you know, he was just a bad kid. That kind of helped. That was nice. We also found out that there's a kid in the class that the two of them are like oil and water. They set each other off. And, you know, the mom actually messaged me and was like, I'm really sorry that my son is treating your son like this. And I'm like, hey, maybe we can, you know, brainstorm and find ways to work together. You know, I know her son doesn't intentionally, you know, want to hurt John. I think he really cares about John. But I think also that the dynamic of the two, he, John irritates him. And then John feeds off that. So, you know, that was nice that we can come up with that and and talk to each other about how to move forward and, and still, you know, and also be aware that there's an issue. 
Yeah, we, I had that with CJ. Um, say, I had the same experience. You know, there was a, a kid in the class that sets him off. and um, But we also have with the teachers. And there was one where they've never seen him without his headphones on. So he's the first kid. He is actually doing really well academically right now. Socially, not so much, but academically, because this is the first time he's actually able to listen in a controlled setting and doesn't need his headphones. So it's a different, different. but what happened was he's the first one to answer the question. He's the first one to put in the answers. And the teacher in front of the whole class said, um, Crispin, are you looking up the answer sheet? I know you're, and she goes, I know you could be like resourceful like that. Like it was very like condescending. And I was like, this kid is like working hard. And I'm like, and he never participates. I'm like, why would you shoot a kid down? So I had a conversation with the school and stuff. And now it's been better. But it was something I'm like, well, is that how they, you know, I think it's just they're human too. But it was it was a way for me to see it where I was like, well, I don't like that. Like, yeah. you know, for a kid that has autism and doesn't want to participate now, you're like basically shunning him for doing a good job. Like that doesn't make that's not the way to approach it, you know, in the special needs community. So I get it. I, yeah, I, that's a, that's a great point. I think that's a great positive because we get to see it as parents up close and yeah. personal. Yeah. All right. So moving on as a working mom, what have you learned or what tools have you used to help you be able to keep things organized or keep your life manageable? So one of the things that I did was I set up, I have, we all have separate emails. <laughs> So anything that has to do, like I asked his teachers, they were emailing me and I asked his teachers, I'm like, when you want to talk to me about John, can you please send it to John's email? Because I'm getting my personal emails, I'm getting my work emails, and then I also manage my husband's uh, business from home. So I'm getting all his emails. You know, it's, I'm, I'm like, I need the separate emails just to kind of be able to be like, okay, it's, you know, three o'clock, I'm going to work on, you know, the emails in John's account right now. It's one o'clock. Oh, I'm going to check Kevin's account. Oh, you know, it's work time. I'm going to go check my work email. And it helps me to kind of manage my day and it set that boundary. Um, so boundaries is another thing, setting boundaries, especially because I work from home. It's very, everybody has access to me. So I've had to set boundaries with Kevin to be like, okay, Kevin, I'm here and I'm at work and I'm doing my job that I actually get paid for. <laughs> and this is what I'm doing. Until, you know, I'll tell them, you know, I don't have any meetings and, you know, till after two o'clock. And then I'll be like, after two o'clock, if you need anything, give me a call. So I'm like learning to set those boundaries and not being so quick to answer the phone for Kevin when he calls me. Um, and also with uh, caregivers that, you know, like I'm managing these relationships with caregivers, with Johnny's, um, with the people that Johnny has to deal with. So um, I'm trying to also create the boundary with them, you know, by you're not going to get a response as quickly as you used to because, you know, I have these two other jobs that I'm dealing with. And, you know, so those kind of things, I think for me, it was mostly just setting boundaries and, and trying to make sure that I'm not going crazy or feeling overwhelmed. That everybody has access to you 24 seven to that's being home. Yeah. I, I find that difficult too, with my phone. Like I find with social media and work and everything else of the messengers, I find that to be really like, sometimes you're just like, it's like, well, you didn't respond. It's like you, sent me a text five minutes ago, calm it down. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're important to me, but I mean, not that important. Like, you're gonna <laughs> Give me at least 20 minutes. Like, it's like yeah. I'm not at your beck and call, but I think people just want things done when they want it done and they don't realize unless we actually create that boundary. So that's great. But that's great. So did you have another woman along the way that has mentored you or have someone that has helped you on your working mind journey through life? This is a time to kind of give them a shout out. 
So, you know, I've had um, a long history with John. You know, he's got a long medical history. We've been in and out of hospitals his whole life. Had a nice, we've had a nice, you know, couple year run now with nothing. When Johnny was three months old, I met a mom. Her name is Carolyn. Um, and Carolyn's son has the same birth defect as John, born a year earlier. Since Johnny is one years old, I've been like following her lead kind of in a way, you know, he, she, her, her son is a twin. So she has her son with rights, uh, with CDH. And then her other son is autistic. Um, so I've been kind of just watching how she navigates her life and so highly influenced by her. And I don't think she really knows it. There have been moments in my life where I've called her just said, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. And, you know, I'm like, just, just being able to talk to her and hear, you know, how she feels about certain situations. Um, we're actually getting together in November with one of Johnny's old nurses, who was one of her son's nurses. So I'm really excited that we're all going to get together and have coffee on a Saturday and just kind of like reconnect. And, you know, her sons are finishing up high school and mine's in sophomore year in high school. And we're going to talk about those things. And, you know, as as such a influential woman in my life, I don't think she knows it, but, you know, the, just the way she carries herself and the way she is resilient and the way she um, overcomes her hardships is what really inspires me. Oh, I love that. I don't know. I that's. I think it's, and it helps that she's going through the same journey or a similar journey as you. Like sometimes you have to find those people. You have to find people that can relate and just understand, you know, when you want to cry or you need help or you just need suggestions. That's the people you look toward always, you know? So I love that. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you what advice would you give to a new mom going back to the workforce or, uh, or going back to work or a mom just in general, going back to the workforce? Maybe she was a stay at home mom and now she's entering back into that workforce. What would advice would you give her? It's a transition. All I can say is be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. There are going to be moments where you're like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Things have changed so much. But there are people, you've got to find your people. That's what you have to do. You have to find the people who you can trust to kind of support you throughout the process. There are good people in the world as much as, you know, looking at the news and media sometimes can show differently in our small little neighborhoods and in our communities and in our work environments are good people that want to see everybody succeed and just find those people um, and know that you're not alone. And that, you know, just make sure you're practicing that self-care as well, and, you know, creating those boundaries and being kind to yourself. Would you recommend any other type of self-care? Well, for me, self-care could be as simple as going to the grocery store by myself and taking my time, you know, and just going there. And um, I went today to Butera and I was rushing and I was like, why am I even rushing? I ended up going to pick up a air fryer I got off of Marketplace. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot to pick up chicken wings. So I went to Jewel and I so took my time. I'm like, I'm not rushing. I have nothing to get back to other than this call at 2.30. <laughs> I'm going to take my time. And that's what I did. And, you know, and like, even in that moment, I'm rushing. I'm, I'm a natural rusher. I'm a natural. Let's get this done now. And, um, I have to stop myself sometimes and be like, no, I'm just going to take my time because no matter how quickly or fast this gets done, it's, it's just going to affect me. All right. So lastly, when we finish it up, what is your mom meltdown story where now you can look back and just laugh at it? Like you cannot believe you said that. You cannot believe you did that. Like who was I even mad at or what was I doing? So what is your story? So I have this moment in my lifetime as a mother 
that always I always go back to. I don't know if I go back and laugh about it, but I go back and it gives me goosebumps because I just feel like it was a aha moment in my life as a mom. And there, this was about nine years ago. I was I was one of those people who, when you, I was mad, you knew it. I had to slam cabinets and always yelling or making noise and making sure, you know, I'm pissed. And there was something that was completely aggravating me. And I might've like been yelling or something at somebody in the house, maybe Kevin, whatever it was. And Johnny upset. He doesn't like it when people are upset. So he stood up and started reciting the Our Father. And at that moment, I stopped what I was doing and I walked over to him and I continued the prayer with him. Oh and God, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I know. Every time I said funny, Barb. I said funny. <laughs> you know, but the, the thing is though, this was like the moment in my life where I was like, this is where I need to change, right? This is where I, yeah. you know, I have an opportunity here to grow. You know, I I was my the way I treated him was impacting him. And you know, that every night before we go to bed, we say the our father. And it's a practice that we do with Johnny. I'm not a religious person. I feel like I'm a spiritual person. I don't follow an organized religion, but I do believe in a higher power. And I always say the Our Father with Johnny to say, you know, and it's always a very peaceful moment right before bed. And I think that when he saw how upset I was, he was like, let me say the Our Father and let's bring it down a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Jai. Thanks. <laughs> it's beautiful, but I'm like, I said funny, Barb. <laughs> you got me in the heart. <laughs> I got a ton of fun. Okay, I got a funny story. I'll give you one. <laughs> this is a really funny story. So when Johnny was in pre-K at um, uh, Sock, we had his teacher there. And you know Johnny curses a lot. You know Johnny. Yeah, you know. And yeah, our kids are one and the just, same. Yeah, it's just how he gets over his anxiety. And I think he knows it makes people laugh. So he was in this pre-K class and I came to pick him up one day and his teacher said, he was triped at the time. So, you know, Johnny couldn't really tell you anything. So the teacher said, Johnny keeps asking about a duck. And I said, a duck? Oh, I said, you know what? We're reading a book at home on ducks. (laughs) I said, you know, maybe he wants to read the book. And she's like, oh, well, can you bring it to school? I was like, oh, Sure. So that night I went to Barnes and Noble, <laughs> bought a book on ducks, bought a pre-K book about ducks. I found one, thank God. I like wrinkled it up. I made it look all used. And went next morning, I'm like, here's the, there it is. <laughs> here's the duck book. I'm such a good mom. Do you still remember? Do you remember really quick? I know I'm keeping you on a little longer, but do you remember CJ and Johnny on the stairs that one day? And CJ and Johnny said the F word and CJ sat down and goes, it, it was the first time they ever bonded. And he sat down next to him. He goes, so you swear you say bad words too, huh? Oh. Do you remember? And he goes, he goes, I, do. I don't, he goes, I don't know why I do it. He goes, oh. do you remember? And then Johnny like looked at him and then they like, they like, look, but it was like this moment that yeah. like, it was like two peas in a bun. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, I We're swear connected. too. Yeah. He's like, I swear too. I don't know why I do it. He goes, but sometimes I swear a lot too, you know? And it was just like this bond and Johnny knew exactly what CJ was saying. Like it was a very like kumbaya like moment. And I was just, I just remember both of us looking at each other and we both were like teary eyed, like I'm not crying, <laughs> you're crying. Like, <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for asking me. This is so fun.
Yeah, you know what? Like I said, all these people out there, they interview, they give little five five second quips of these people. And I think just real moms, working moms, I think they need to be heard. And I think their story should be told and it shouldn't be just celebrity level. And, you know, it should be the average mom. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working. I'm working on my back porch. Do you see if I know people can't see it, but literally this is my supply <laughs> area. <laughs> I'm in a corner. I do. I have my (laughs) terrific license plate up too. But yeah, I have like this. This is my storage area. I'm in a corner in a storage area. You know, I meanwhile, celebrities are like, my life is so rough with my kids home and they're jumping in their pools. And I'm like, I can't even like I look and I see like Clorox. Like like, I'm reminded of the pandemic every day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, well, thanks again for joining us and we'll talk soon. 